the sons of Horus, the legion of the sire of heresy, the first in infamy, if not in treachery, whose name now resounds as a curse throughout the scattered and war-torn realms of humanity. Such is their crime that it is easy now to forget that the past was very different. And once, they and their perfidious master were lorded above all the warriors of the Legiones Astartes and favoured in the Emperor's sight. Born as the 16th Legiones Astartes on terror, they would rise to greatness as the Lunar Wolves and fall into the abyss as the angels of ancient myth bearing the name of their prime. Before those dark days, they fought at the Emperor's side on terror and through the early crusade. They were as stalwart and indefatigable as any, their actions doing much to exemplify what it was to be a warrior of the Legiones Astartes. Brutal, ruthless and unwavering, but also honourable and once loyal beyond question. Their history is the history of the ambition of the Imperium itself and the flaws that broke its dreams of unification and glory asunder. Hello, welcome to the Mordeval. This is episode eight. I'm Lyle. I'm joined by Keith and Mike. Yeah. You alright? Uh, so still no ads this week. Um, hopefully we'll be back before too long. Uh, this episode we're going to be using a new format to start off some uh, Legion analysis. Yeah. We chose the Sons of Horus to kick off with. Uh, because Keith writes the show notes. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, true. I was kind of wondering how to... Uh, I, I've been wanting to do episodes uh, about the Legions for quite a while, and I wasn't too sure where to start, mm-hmm. um, where to go Legion by Legion, so you start off with the first, but they have, they've got the got me by rules, but there's nothing official out yeah, yet. Yeah. So, I think you fall into to like structural... Uh, yeah, a system if you do it that way and you perhaps lose interest because uh, do any of us care about the Dark Angels? Ad probably does. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ad loves every Legion. But I thought if we start off with, as we've been talking about um, the the first three books, if we start off with the first four Legions for them three books, and there's no better one to start off with than the Warmaster himself. Yeah, I think this is a, it's a very natural place to start. There's no reason for the heresy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, my lads are still claiming some of that. Oh, yeah, it's really your fault, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, uh, because we're doing these shorter episodes, we're going to kind of split this up over a few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah we're going to split this up, um, try and break it down in a constructive way. So in this episode, we just go really hit on how the Lunar Wars was started, um, where the 16th originally comes from, and how they got their name, and the change changes from there. Okay, what makes them them rather yeah. than just something else? Yeah. Yeah. So this is mainly just about the whole Legion more than... This is Legion fluff, as it were, yeah. like background and... Yeah. yeah, and we'll, we'll delve into some other topics yeah. in the weeks ahead. So hopefully this will work out good for listeners and things like that. Well, we said it's a new format that we're trying, and hopefully it can be good for everyone. Yes, so. it would be good to get some feedback as well in the um, various groups. Just yeah. see what you guys think. Are you happy with it? Is it the way you want to go? Yeah.
Like most of the embryonic Space Marine Legions, the 16th Legion drew all of its first recruits from the Terran population. Though it is difficult to be certain based on the existing Imperial records from this lost time, there are indications that many of the 16th Legion early intakes came from the hunter clans of the Jutagrin Val and the Sensation subplate slums. Perpetual conflict and the harshness of life on this desolate margins of Terran society had given these people the hard edge of ruthlessness and independence that would serve a space marine well. The 16th Legion made war with the aggressive, abrasive aggression, perhaps though the influence of their genetic heritage or the use the Emperor put them to, the space marines of the 16th Legion became synonymous with sudden overwhelming shock assaults. To the 16th Legion fell the swift prosecution of battle and the bloody termination of campaigns. Their attacks were preemptive as often as they were part of an existing conflict. Their forces either the first deadly threat unleashed by the Imperium, or preserved the to enact a final killing blow. Yeah, so one of the things that becomes really interesting when you delve into the early history of all the legions is that there's this prototype of what they will become. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's a little twisted, and and, and you see how things will change over time. But they, like the Sons of Horus, I should say the Lunar Wolves. Lunar Wolves. Right yeah. from the start have this character that's going to define them all there's, the way through the there's story. There's a definite role built into every legion. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like straight from the off, there's mention, brief mention of like the spear tips that they become renowned yeah. for and everything like that. It's, uh, I, I love these little um, clues to where they're like recruited from and stuff. Like you can't get anything from this, but sometimes you can be like, oh, the Death Guard are English. Or, yeah. You know, something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, we was just having a discussion like uh, off air about where that would roughly be in some... I, I can't see any... Well, I'm wondering um, the sensation, whether that's the summations, or if I'm looking too much into something that's a bit similar there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, straight away, though, you kind of see that it's like going to be gang warfare, sort of. Yeah, you've sort of got slums. like a Necromunda fight, right? The Sarmation yeah. slums. Sarmation, sorry, so Iran. So potentially? Yeah, although you, you, um, they literally reuse the Achaemenid Empire yeah. for history, don't they? Yeah, for, yeah, I think, so a thousand sons uh, as being Iran, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess we are twenty-seven thousand years later, so <laughs> yes. there's been a lot of blurring. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be interesting because it, I mean, I I kind of base my sons of Horus as more like Nazi Germany. Okay. That that's the way that I kind of see them as so being. I, I sort of saw them as kind of watered down Mongols, so kind of white scars watered down because of the top knots and the. The way they hit and run. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, that, it's interesting. I, yeah, because that stuff ultimately is there because of the gang culture, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I can see all of this stuff already bleeding across into like the prehistory yeah. of the Lunar Wolves. And yeah, it's always interesting. You get this sense that the Emperor actually has this like master plan with all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, intriguing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. like. That, that passage Mike was reading out, like you get that sense, as Keith said, about the spear tips and everything yeah. like that. Um, and there's all these sort of epic battles in the early days. So the big one is the pacification of Luna. Yes. And this is where the name the Lunar Wars comes from. Yeah, with the call to to the Emperor to call off his wolves. Yeah, I think that's yeah. so cool. It's the um, 
it's the uh, gene rights on the moon, yeah. right? So the emperor's got these like proto legions, but he needs um, these like dark age yeah. gene splicing cults to come on board so that he can like really ramp up production. Well, that's it. I mean, like Terra is kind of running out of space for all these marines to be stored as well. <laughs> he needs yeah, more yeah. space to store them. <laughs> that's not so, the idea of a warehouse full of marines. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the the whole idea with the uh, pacification of Luna. Um, and that was really... this first explored in book one, or was it in? Because you get it in um, Ventral Spirit as well, don't you? Yeah, I think. I'm not sure who came. This book, book one must have book come first. Book one come first. It's more explored by Black Library during that because it's not mentioned in like basically the, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, no, no. It's... And then. Really, the Sons of Horus don't have another book until really Vengeful Spirit. Yeah. They appear every now and then, but other than the they original got a lot of short stories, every now and again. Yeah, it's like um, the Wolf, the Ash, or something. The other no one. Yeah, that. But that's more like the Lunar Wars, yeah. the Lunar War campaign, and things like that. But yeah, it's not really explored until the Vengeful Spirit deeply. But mm. yeah, there was what three legions got sent to Luna. Yeah, if I'm remembering it right, because it's all just numerals in the old stuff. I yeah. think it's the Imperial Fists and the Ultramarines. Yeah. As like a diversionary attack. Yeah. And then the Sons of Horus drift in uh, with all their warp drives. I, yeah, shut I love down. this. They, they, they just, just like ghost through switch. and suddenly yeah. smash into all these fortifications. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, they just switch off everything and just glide in, and they just. Smash the shit out of it. Go for the throat. Yeah. Which is which is them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're already seeing that manifestation of what they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, with the pacification of Luna, the Emperor now has like all this new gene tech to really ramp up yeah. production, and this is like the springboard to the Great Crusade. Yeah. The Lunar Wars were the first Space Marine Legion to begin recruiting from another world beyond Terra. In this case, the new pool of aspirants were found amongst the adolescent human males drawn from the violent Hive City gangs, inhabiting an ancient former mining world that had devolved into a feral world called Chthonia. Chthonia was located in one of Terra's closest star systems in the Sigma Solar, and was in reach of a spacecraft that could travel only at sublight velocities before the invention of the warp drive. As a result, Chthonia had been colonised, built upon, tunnelled and mined since the dawn of human interstellar space travel, millennia before the beginning of the Dark Age of Technology. Due to this unusually long period of exploitation by mankind, all the world's natural resources had been stripped away and used up centuries before, and the ancient mining technology had long since been rediscovered and removed by tech adepts of Mars. The planet that remained was largely useless and abandoned, completely riddled with catacombs, crumbling industrial plants, exhaustive mind workings so i love this whole idea that gophonia was this beautiful planet up until the emperor got hold of it and just mined the shit out of it and left it as like <laughs> well, humanity did it yeah, yeah basically before, before right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just, right. and there's nothing there nothing there at all except these abandoned mind workings yeah and just people like clinging on to life yeah on this rock right like they talk about uh, this comes up a lot with the Imperium, right? Like yeah. The people of Chthonia are its only currency. Like yeah. that's the resource the Imperium needs. Like quite yeah. like the fact that when you, we'll go into other legions, you'll go, like, "This is the sort of culture of this planet. This is the culture of that planet." 
This bloke doesn't have a culture. He's just got gangs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's just literally they they either live or they die. Yeah, there's no yeah. in between. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just love that whole thing of being a beautiful planet and getting fucked up. Yeah, he's <laughs> very, very mankind. 30k. Yeah. 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 Dark. Yeah. But this, this is the thing that becomes, in the end, sort of the cancer at the heart of the Legion, right? This, yeah. you know, we talked about how the Lunar Wolves were so much like the Sons of Horus, but this ultimately changes them. Yeah. And it's almost like they regress back into Chthonia as yeah. time goes on. Um, and that really that to me is one of the most interesting things about the, the character of the Sons of Horus I love like, yeah. the glyphs and the, and the head hunting trophies and that mm. kind of stuff that, that's it it's like when the gangs started coming in that's where we get like the top knots kind of coming mm. into I mean we we was looking at when we was doing the research of this we was looking at it and there's like mentions of them when they got become lunar wolves they had the wolf pelts on them and things like that now all of a sudden you're looking at like uh, gang markings on them, top knots, becoming more brutal, and it's it like it, it's a massive change, but it's it's like so it's sort of subtle at first, right? Because yeah. leading up to this, they're they're starting to become like the sort of foremost legion. They're they're um, winning all these victories and stuff, yeah. and that's only going to accelerate from here, right? Because they're reunited with Horus. Although there's there's lots of debates with how they came across yes. Horus. And there's lots of intentionally, um, uh, what's the word, like misleading stories yeah. about this and, and, and things that can't necessarily be true if, if something else is. Yeah. No one really knows. There's, I think it's worth mentioning as well that Horus is one of what two a bit Primarchs that aren't found on their planets. As far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. So, like, I think the opposite. He he took the time to learn a working class Cathonian accent for political reasons, but we don't actually know that he was ever there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is the thing is, like, there's also mentions with Horace, depending who he's talking to, the accent that he uses in Cathonian. Yeah. um, That's always quite nice. (laughs) Nice little touch. As far as his charisma. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if it's always beneficial if you can talk to the working class at their sort of level, yeah. you you get them on their side. And whatever so, class gangers are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there such a thing? It's not really working. Working. It's just a, a planet of gangs. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we're going to go into Horus and more depth later on. But yeah. It's, it's worth just saying that this is not necessarily his culture to start with. No. So the Legion does. He kind of throws the Legion at this planet as a. This is the culture we're gonna become. This is what we're gonna do. I think supplements he wants it, doesn't to be it? that brutality, that directness. I think it, it it also it shows a sign of how clever Horace is. It's like okay, we've got this large population of these brutal, vicious people. If we can actually harness that and point it in one direction, mm-hmm. how effective can that be? It's, it, it's, Essentially what the Emperor does with the Space Marines, right? Yeah. We see this in different ways, but there's something very driven and focused about it that perhaps is reflective of Horus and his ambition more than mm. the Emperor. Especially when you look, we've, we've just said about where the Lunar Wars originally came from. They, all come, they came from the gangs and the slums in mm. wherever that area was. And they've now gone, right, that was cool. We've done that. That was brilliant. It worked. Or we've got we've got this new place. It's exactly the same, but it's better. It's yeah. worse. It's, <laughs> this is going to be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but he ended up that 
they won so many battles through their brutality from absolutely yeah it like, gets results yeah 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 which again i mean it just they, they were always about cutting like the head off the snake it wasn't about wiping out an army it was just kill the leader and then the mock up yeah yeah there's a really interesting um bit in, in book one i can't find it now so i won't read it verbatim but basically like the rogue trader who found it like files yeah. a report that these yeah. people are scum and we'd be better off without them yeah and how ironic that will yeah. end up being in years to come yeah right? yeah Cthonia is is very warhammer it's very fucking dark yeah and it's a great way of of beginning that seed of, of transforming what the legions were and what they will become I think in any other sci-fi, this world would be the archetypical bad guys. These are the enemy we're going to fight in this. The yeah, good guys are going to beat yeah. These are now the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Which tells you everything you need to know about how it's going to happen in the future. Yes, absolutely. These are your perfect guys. Yeah. So the Lord of the Worlds had won many victories in their years of ceaseless conflict. One would eclipse all others and see them reborn once again. The greatest of the nascent Imperium's victories during the high point of the Great Crusade came in the form of the defeat of the largest Orc Empire ever encountered. The Ulanor Crusade was a vast Imperial assault on the Orc Empire of the overlord Uruk. Uruk. The Imperial world of this green-skinned stellar empire and the site of the final assault by the Space Marine Legions lay in the central Ulanor system of the galaxy's Ulanor sector. The crusade included the deployment of 100,000 space marines, 8 million Imperial Army troops, and thousands of Imperial starships and their support personnel. The Ulanor Crusade marked the highest point in the Great Crusade's vast effort to reunite the scattered colony worlds of humanity. So this is like the point in other stories where everything goes right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Endor in Star Wars. This yeah, is... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> furry cannibals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, on, man. I was going to say, I mean, this is a story that has been around for forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a great book, Wolf of Ash and Fire, mm. um, that basically goes on about this and what is this story which is kind of really cool it's quite nice to see in the special story Horus and the Emperor just do what sort of badasses do they're just smashing stuff out it, yeah, it's proper yeah. bolt support there's no yeah. there's a little bit of character building that's not what they're there for <laughs> no no I mean in that book literally everyone knows of Horace and the Emperor and everything like that. So there's no real building with it. Mm. I mean, I think it's Grant Neil again, isn't it? So it's him doing what we've always said he does best. Yeah. He does bolter porn. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, interesting here, like the sort of years leading up to Illinois, you already get this indication that yeah. the Lunar Wolves are becoming the first legion as it were yes the, the premium uh, guys like the emperor spends more time on campaign with horus than anyone yeah. else he's kind of like you, you get grooming to find, him for that position yeah you get to master you, you see the buddy buddy between him and the emperor yeah yeah um, um and there's there's this, this common thread during those years as well of like some of the smaller legions or legions without primarch being seconded to horus yeah so he's developing this idea of using commanding different forces and different yeah. tactics and, and mm. stuff like that 
Um, so, yeah, it's, it's again, the Emperor d- does have a plan here. Yeah, there's yeah. a definite... I know when he gets the War Master thing, at the end of this, there's other Primarchs that are put out of joints or mm. whatever like that, but I don't think it's... They didn't see it coming. I think they just... They want it to be them. Yeah, yeah. You see the other parts that don't, aren't... They don't care. They kind of go, yes. I can't. I get why he got it. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I, I can see other ones that could have got it, but yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. Mm. Now I was going to ask what about Horus here, but we're going to do that on another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't. What's this? Behind the curtain, we've got a note in front of us. There's a bit here about this being the biggest ever concentration of greenskins faced by the Imperium, uh, Imperium of Man before the Third War of Armageddon. I think that's something we were talking about earlier, where that's potentially been retconned now. That's I think wrong? it has, yeah. Yeah, and, and this is supposed to be way, way bigger than anything in the yeah. UK yeah. era as well, isn't it? Like This is a whole... And the, the, the orcs are all just like... Because, you know, like, I yeah. think that orc fluff of them, like, getting bigger the more they fight yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, they the is supposed to be... Yeah, they grow with the power of the war, don't they? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everything like that, so... Because I'm pretty sure in the Beast series they talk about the warlord leaving that is now bigger than the one at Ulamor. Okay. Or they compare yeah, it to I haven't read that, bigger, but that, as soon as we read that in the notes about the War for Armageddon, I was like, yeah, yeah I think the Beast Arises probably. Um, it's no, it's really good. It is Horus Heresy in a different era. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good series. Yeah. Um, but this is where Horus saves the Emperor's life. He does, yeah. Doesn't, yes. Does the Emperor save him as well? Is there like a exchange of that? Can't remember. But yeah, it's like a body film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's totally body cop. But that, yeah, this is obviously like a big, big moment, isn't it? And this is the point where the Emperor suggests him to change the name of his legion. Yeah. After making him War Master. Yeah. Which interestingly, like Horus rejects it at first, doesn't he? He does. I think he he struggles with becoming the dominant. Primark. He seems to, but I mean, you know, you start getting into some of the later developments of his character and 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 his fall to chaos. Yeah. Like you know, when we talked about false gods and stuff, it's very much his choice, and he's very much someone who's like open to manipulation based on like his ego and his image of himself. Yeah. And I mean, you wonder, like, is is there almost like a sort of oh no no don't. Don't give me this. I definitely don't want it. That, like, that's that's kind of the way that I I see it. Is like, oh no, I, I don't want to be Warmaster, but if I have to, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you fucking dare get it to say what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, because it like when the because we're getting into the, like the Horus Rising and the starting of the the trilogies now after yeah, after yeah. this. I mean, he only seems to say like Sanguinius should have been Warmaster. When Sanguinius is around, yeah, and after the fact, yeah, when he's got the job, right? Yeah. Like, easiest when thing in the world, that is, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it should, oh, brother, it should have been yours, mate. Yeah, been yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really worthy, you know. The emperor was just by my side for near enough half of the crusade, <laughs> you know. I just love the idea he's going back to his um, commanding with all of the and going, What a dick, he thought he could be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obviously, it's really interesting 
that the Legion are now remade as the Sons of Horus, right? This yeah. honour that sort of throws him... Obviously, the title of Warmaster throws him above his brothers, but having yeah. a Legion dedicated to him by name yeah. is obviously this huge, huge change. Well, I mean, that's it. If you think about like the, the other Legions, the only other Legion that is named after someone is the Empress Children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now you are putting Horus on level pecking, peggings. Yeah. With the emperor, yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. it, isn't it? You know, um, I mean, and that's obviously like this huge narrative thread through that first trilogy, right? Yeah, but you see that people kind of wrestling with that in the early ones. Whenever someone says the emperor, emperor's name, they're like the emperor, beloved by all, and slowly yeah. that kind of drifts away, and Horus becomes the personification yeah. of the Crusade. And yeah, I mean, he's literally personifying the Crusade in Horus, right? Yeah. By name, by title, and is it any wonder that it all goes that way in the end? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it's it's kind of little things that you kind of notice when you look back onto things. Like it, it was going to fail right from the off, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, I don't think anyone here has any arguments about that. Like, we're not, we're not like, emperor fanboys on this podcast, no. are we? <laughs> so one, one thing we did miss, but we're probably going to the, the Horace bit, is like the reason why Horace become War Master is because the Emperor's fucking off. Yes, yeah, um, of course, yeah. Um, to do his great works. Yeah. I think that's one of the things you, you see in later books, like Path to Heaven. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of other ones where you see or hints of what the grand plan was going to be. Yes. And it's genuinely quite sad thinking that if it had worked or that it wouldn't have been a good place to be. Like, I think getting rid of some of the legions and that stuff, but if it was, the, the Pyramid Man could have been brilliant. Yeah. I, lot to I still have my reservations, yeah. but I mean, you've got to pick the least worst option in, yeah. this, in this universe, yeah. don't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> uh, and one of the great things about like that storyline of the Emperor fucking off back to Terra is there's loads of different interpretations of what that might be and yeah, that's yeah. obviously always been one of the strongest things about like the Warhammer setting is these different interpretations of things that's I mean that's one of the things that I love about this whole uh, hobby is that isn't there isn't much that is set in stone yeah yeah you know that's that's the beautiful thing of it it's a setting more than anything isn't it yeah and even when you are reading novels like we were talking earlier about like narr- narrator bias and, and yeah. how you know the authors say like just because you're reading it it doesn't make it like yeah the absolute truth but that, that's it i mean like um we compared it to like real world sort of situations just because we're we're here we don't it doesn't mean we know what's going on in the whole world yeah you know let alone knowing what's going on in the whole galaxy. How are you going to know that this happened at this point here? So that, Absolutely. that's just going to be your... And people's motivations as well, you know? Yeah. Like you can't... You, yeah. know, you never Especially occupy someone's head. Someone like the Emperor but, as well. Yeah, right? he's, ne- he's not written down what his grand plan was or what his ultimate aims were. And even if he did, you wouldn't trust what he'd written down. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're, you're left with conjecture and what each side is trying to sell as the story. Mm, mm. So we come back to the Sons of Horus. Yep. Triumph for Ulanor, the War Master, yeah, remade in his image. And things seem to go all right for a little while. Yeah. Um, so 
we we kind of built, building onto the, uh, the the trilogy, which um, if you listen to us regularly, we've gone through Horace Rising so far and False Gods. Yeah. So it starts off with him uh, struggling with the Interrex. Uh, yeah, it's kind of by the end of that first book, yeah. isn't it? But it, it's it's the the struggles that he faces picking up this mantle and yeah. and, and seeing the crusade through to its end, and how all of this ultimately is going to lead to the to the heresy. Yeah, mm. but I think um, it in the books it kind of as we're not doing the Horace bit, we're doing the yes. of Horace bit. Yeah. In the books, you see how much the Legion struggles with the change of Horace one becoming the War Master and two them going from the Lunar Wars, which was kind of the epitome of Space Marine at that time. Yeah, yeah. To all of a sudden becoming the Sons Sons of Horace and everyone not really being sure of who the Sons of yes. Horace are. And I think here we come back to that divide. It, it comes up all the time with the Legions between the like Terran recruits yeah and particularly with the traitors those yeah. marines who come from this new culture yeah um and i think the sons of horus in a way to it's almost like to find an identity for themselves this is where the chthonian stuff yeah. starts coming back in mm. more and more they're regressing into this old but, barbaric culture but saying that i mean one of my favorite characters um is yakton crows and he always classifies, even though he was born on Cathonia, he is a lunar is wolf. Is he Cathonia? He is. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. I don't think that would happen if those books were written today. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an indication of, I like, think he the terrible, age yeah. and, and um, like, yeah. the heresy was still forming as a, as a story like that, like rather than the grand beats yeah. of the heresy. Because it, it's meant to be he is one of the first Cathonians recruits. In, recruits into the Legion. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I love that where he is still adamant that he is a Cophonian and a Lunar Wolf. Mm. Yeah, that's, I like that. I do like that, actually. So, because um, well, we are, you see, they're all wrestling with their yeah. identity as space marines here, aren't they? Because, like, mm. yeah. I mean, that's that's why he is the half Hurdies because he brings up stories of the old times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd see him as yeah, Uncle Albert. For some reason, I just always... Yeah, he is Uncle Albert, <laughs> isn't he? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, for some reason, I always saw him as a Terran, but I just obviously wasn't paying attention. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because the way Nathaniel Garrow is later on, where he is Terran, he's basically the same sort of character as... Um, well, Loken and Arthur. Yes, yeah. But he's he's young, so he's kind of yeah. It's, yeah. Where's Loken from? I think he's Cthonian. Yeah, I think he's yeah, Cthonian. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, Cthonian, yeah. but he isn't um, a son of Horus. Yeah, hmm. yeah. He's blonde. Blonde. Actually, saying that we need to bring that up, don't we? We've been. Yes. So I mean, this this sort yeah. of delves into. So this is something potentially where the histories have changed, isn't mm. it? So I think initially there was always hints that there was cloning going on. Mm, yeah. I don't know if that's in the fluff anymore, is it? I don't really know. Mm, not it, as far as I Is this because know. the later Black Legion fluff has the clones of Horus and yeah. stuff like that? Is that actual layers it? out? But there is just this this pattern with several of the Primarchs that their gene seed is used to make their yeah. Legion and it manifests itself in like physical and um, like psychological traits. Yeah. With the the sons of Horus, 
it gets confusing, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what they call them <laughs> in the Lunar Wolves. There are there are certain sons of Horus that yeah. really physically resemble him. That there's some kind well, of yeah, there's little Horus, yeah, which is the main one that everyone knows. Yeah, and he is meant to be like literally a mini version. Yes, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking like mini me and Doctor Evil. <laughs> you know, you just downgraded little Horus so much <laughs> in the eyes of everyone that heard that. <laughs> but uh, that's that's all some of the image that popped into my head, and uh, a Baden's meant to have traits. He's not mm. meant to be a full. Aren't, aren't um, the Eva and the Or supposed to be? Yeah, I think so. I remember some of those other characters yeah. that don't have a big role in the in the books. Yeah, because um, they who's say the guy that, that Loki replaced, Sir James. Sir James, Sir James. he was son of Horus as well. Yeah, I mean they they say that sons of Horus seem to elevate themselves quicker through the ranks of the Lunar Wolves. Yeah, and it, like there's a great thing about determinism here like is it literally Horus promoting them because of his ego or are they just better because there's some kind of genetic throwback to the Primarch yeah and I mean also if if you look like someone you kind of want to emulate them yeah 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 you know so it could be the fact is I cannot let Horus down yeah because I have his features yeah you know people are associating me with this great god, how can I not be? I need to live up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same as like being a, say, like a middle child and having a, or being the youngest and having this epics like brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, lo- I love how all of this just comes down to basically like it's a family drama. Yeah, yeah. this whole story. Like, it's it's, it's made extended in space. Yeah. <laughs> it's just extended to like a million space rooms. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more blood than the EastEnders having. Yeah. <laughs> EastEnders. I, I can't get my head around EastEnders. Who in earth would live down that fucking road? <laughs> All the shit that goes on. Are we really going to have a, Sorry. A, an EastEnders rant in the middle of this? I'm sorry, there's an American oh. somewhere listening to going, what, what the, the fuck are they doing? So, sorry, I'll just. Uh, no, no, it's fine. Let it all out, Keith. <laughs> I thought we had hate run through you. <laughs> we haven't had a tangent for a while. No, that's true. During this but episode. This had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. I haven't watched EastEnders for like fucking years, so. Hmm. All right. I have to watch Hollyoaks instead. <laughs> oh, we are going down a tangent. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we come up to the point of the novels. We won't delve loads into that because we've been doing our own stories. This is where um, the lodges start to take root in the yeah. Sons of Horus as well. And we we see that a lot more with the Sons of Horus than any other legion. Yeah. Although well, the overall story is that the lodges start to unveil their way into quite a few. I think um, the lodges have been in there for quite a while. I think mm. this is where all of a sudden they become more of a feature yeah, they, they 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 gain some extra power. Yes. Where before it was just basically a group of mates meeting down the pub. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah. It really was. And it they say that, don't they? It goes back yeah. all the way, like the Morn of Al, It goes back yeah. all the way into this sort of like half remembered history of, of yeah. the Lunar Wolves. Um, but this is, I think, yeah, you're right. There is this sort of like innocence of of mates going to the pub. Yeah. To it, but I. Obviously, like, Lorgar and Erebus use it as their way to yeah. start to corrupt the legions. I wonder to what extent this stuff 
comes out of the old Chthonian. Um, you, once you start to lose that command structure, yeah, you're sort of reinventing it as as that gang thing again, aren't you? I'm not saying yeah. the gangs were like an anarchist collective, like you have someone in charge, but it it becomes about like sheer strength of personality or yeah. literally physical strength and things like that. So mm. I think that this again is where that Chthonian culture begins to surface again yeah i think it's something like uh they've always had in the back of their minds from when they was Cephonian. Mm. um and it's kind of a nice link that even though you're so far away from home you still have this culture that you can separate yourself from instead of yeah. being all praise the emperor and must abide by these set of rules this is where you can I, I, I was, I was going to say, it could be like the same thing as like um, people who do like boxing or something like that. It's somewhere separate where, where you can just let off your aggression and yeah, just sure. punch the shit out of whatever yeah. without being told off about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think while the Legion was functional, while Horus, while the Great Crusade was working, like it was very good, as we said, at like channeling that into useful ways. Yeah. Horus being Horus, when he falls and he makes the decision to do what he does, he's now very good at channeling that into something else. Yeah. And this is where, like, the massacres start to happen. And you see that, yeah. that, that sudden change. And it doesn't take a lot because that, that aggression was always there, but he's now pushing it into something else. I think the, there's a key bit that I've just thought of that I think we're missing. Um, is I think when... When they start falling, it is starting to be the end of the crusade. Mm. So they've always had this aggression that they can utilize. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, like where before they'd be like fighting every day, now all of a sudden they're fighting like once a week or once a month. It's kind of slowing down. So all of a sudden that aggression is building up. So they, yeah. They need to release it a little bit more. So just uh, gun down a room full of remembrances. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's good for the blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see it as like one of the most stress balls that you Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's, I think that. that's a really great point. And I think mm. it, like, it makes me think of those hints about the Emperor wanting to basically get rid of all the Marines once, yeah. once their job was done, right? Like, yeah. what else do you do with these fucking living weapons? Yeah. Um, I mean... What, what, yeah, what can you do with them, you know? He's already made Illinois a nice, flat war games table, so he's got them all on there. <laughs> I love them. It's so imperial. Yeah. It's, so, like, yeah. it's not enough to like crush this enemy and yeah. hear the lamentation of their spores. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <nice> like, <laughs> like, we have to completely flatten a continent like yeah. you know this monument to <laughs> how absurd we are that's so good as they land millions of troops how just think of the the economic the like collapse that, <laughs> yeah. that was caused in several systems just by doing that yeah yeah <laughs> so is that a wrap up of the sons of horse is, is there anything else we really need to because i think there are things like horus and the mournival and some of that, yeah. that we're gonna we're gonna dig into we're now yeah. at the point where Horus falls, the Legion flips. Yes. Yeah. We're going to spend a bit of time talking about the Legion during the Heresy on yeah. another episode. So yeah. I reckon. What, what do you guys think of 
the Lunar Wars in summation? Like, what is there anything? I'm a Sons of Horus gamer. I've never really looked at them as the Lunar Wolves. I like the whole idea of the Lunar Wolves. You just like wolves. Yeah, maybe maybe I have a, a furry fetish. <laughs> Don't announce that. Don't announce that on this podcast, Tim. Um, coming out the closet. <laughs> yeah. First EastEnders are now this. Well. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I think it's the time to say that I am a furry. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. You embrace who you are. Except we're not judging. Yeah. Were we? <laughs> what no, a good we way to judging, sum up yeah. our, our, our efforts yeah. at the Lunar Wolves. Well, so, um, what, what's your opinion on them, Mike? I'm actually. It's one of those things where it's always in the background about the sort of the Lunar Wolves and the symbols and the rest of it. I'm actually a little bit sad that there isn't more of that in the Sons of Horus. Because yeah. I, I think the idea of having. Wolf pelts, not in the same way as Space Wolves, but having a few of them hanging about, especially on some of the older members. I know yeah. the Massacre probably deals with that. But, yeah, but I mean, it'd be nice to see some more of that. If you think about it, I mean, what? So they're 200 years into the Crusade. They probably found Cophonia probably about 170 really years into like, the Crusade. It implies it was a lot earlier than that. Yeah. So we're talking like nearly two, just under 200 years of them being a lunar morph, surely they would embrace some of... Yeah, even with the Cthonian culture, or what yeah. culture they have going in, there's still be something where we are wolves. It's implied there should yeah. be like a synergy there, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the original recruits were from these like slums and, and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. yeah. It'd be nice to have seen some of that carry over. Yeah, just a little bit, because... Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you would kind of think someone like Abaddon would have a, a wolf pelt with him. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, be a nice touch. I, I, I always find it hard in, and I, I guess we're going to move forward with these guys in another episode. But I've always found it hard in all their incarnations to get like a real grip on what they are. Like, okay, they yeah. do the spear tip. Yeah. Other than that, they always seem like a vehicle for their commander, right? Yeah. This is about Horus, or later on they're the Black Legion, they're generic yeah. bad guys, and it's about a badon as a character. Yeah. Well, I think just listen to what we've already said about them. We've struggled to talk about them without talking about Horus. Mm, and I yeah. think that says a lot about the Legion, that they are Horus's yeah, Legion. They are about Legion of Horus. That's yeah. the only thing. And that's the thing that, as like, from like a design point of view, it's one of the things I enjoy the most about the Legion. It's mm-hmm. like starting to see the glyphs come back in and, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know what else. I, I find um, what we know of the actual Lunar Wolves... They're very much a generic legion. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they are basically the Ultramarines before the Ultramarines. Yeah. No, because the Ultramarines have got stuff now. But the Ultramarines have gone from being a generic, here's a basic space marine, if you want yeah. to say interesting, paint it red. Mm. Whereas they are, have now got characters, they've got stuff. Yeah. Yeah, have, have, have the Lunar Wolves and the Sons of Horus, the Black Legion, lost out because of their place in the story? And potentially. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got a lot of interesting things about them, but it's always a, it's always like, well, I said it off air, but they, they, they're watered down two or three other legions. They've got the kind of terror thing of the Night Wars. They've got the yeah. top knots from the, and the hit and runs, or hit, from the, uh, <laughs> from the white stars. stars. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the wolfy bit from the walls, all kind of watered down and put in a, t- a tiny bit into something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, it's... 
did they need that then? In, Potentially. Like, in-universe, like, perhaps outside of, like, a meta level, they're a bit weak as a story because mm. they had to be a vehicle for these characters. In-universe, yeah. if they're, they have to be the best of everything, right? Well, they've got to be a jack. They've yeah, got to be yeah, 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 yeah. Because then you can right? lead the specialists to do their job better because yeah. you sort of know what they've got to do. Yeah. There, there is, like, things said with Horace with using other people's tactics mm. for to good effect within his own legion. Yeah. So he is one of them things. His legion was, or seems to be, that it has to be genetic. Generic. Yeah. Generic. Um, to achieve whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing that I remember that stands out is that they had the big emphasis of tactical marines. That was it. Mm. You know? And the spoilers were his thing. Because that was yeah. some of the fluff that the spoilers were something that Horus brought in to start with. Being able yeah. to just have a squad in a rhino armed with close combat weapons to just sweep up afterwards. The spears that go in, the spoilers go in afterwards to tidy up. Yeah, just slice. Yeah, slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not berserkers, um, we're just tidy. I mean, we're going into like Horace thing with he was a big advocator of the Terminator armor, but that's more of a Horace thing more than a Lunar yeah. Wars thing. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I reckon we've done. Everything yeah. about the lunar walls and yeah. and into the sons of Horus. Yeah, we, we, there's definitely a lot more to talk about in the future, but I reckon we can wrap it up here, guys. Yeah, and if anyone wants to add anything that we haven't thought of, mm-hmm. yeah, just catch us on Facebook. Tell us all about EastEnders. Yeah, um, are you a furry? <laughs> get in contact. We're kidding. <laughs> yeah, privately. Yeah, yeah. leave us out. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we do the uh, the call-outs. If you want to get in contact with us, easiest way is Facebook through the Mournable or the Mournable podcast group. Uh, same game for Instagram. Uh, and our email address is podcast at the Mournable 30k. UK. Um, should we call it there, gents? I think so, yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, see you later. See ya.